0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk
1: on every team in the NHL. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Grit for 60 podcast around the league edition. Season 2 is upon us, and it is Season 2, Episode 2. Um, today, we are going to talk about some around-the-league stuff, um, because we talked about Jets earlier this week uh, with Brandon Um uh, You should check that out if you haven't, and check out his podcast um, all on the Hockey Podcast Network. You can. Call- My name's Connor Farrell. You can call me TC, and I'm joined. Hey, everyone. Uh- <laughs> From the independent alligator.
0: Hey everyone. I'm Brendan, <laughs> also known as TCJ. We're off to a great start. I am joined. Hey. I don't know. You are taking it too slow, man. This is why we shouldn't record at Dramatic. ten AM on a
1: Friday. So there was there has been some um, league news that I think we should discuss.
0: I mean if you like the feeling of impending doom for the league, yeah. I mean I guess there's been news
1: lately. I'm optimistic. I think they're still going to play. It sounds like there's this um, ongoing uh, negotiations between the players and the owners.
0: Ah, but they're not negotiations. Gary Bettman said that they're not negotiations.
1: They're not negotiations. I... <laughs> okay. Well, if you know so much about it, why don't you tell us what it is?
0: Well, basically, so when they had to do the bubble, I guess they had to like rework the CBA. So they did that, and then both sides were good with the terms of the CBA for the next insert amount of years. And then lately, the owners have been like, hey, we're not going to have fans. This sucks for us. We need to change some stuff. And basically, the players are like, hey, uh, you agreed to a deal. You need to uphold that side of the deal. And then that's when you get into all the salary deferral and escrow talks. And and at that point, to be quite honest, some of that stuff goes way over my head.
1: Correct. And as, as, as far as I understand it, um, they're not just, they're not giving up their, the agreed upon salary. They're deferring it for later. So they would still get it. It would just be a matter of when, as far as I understand. Yeah, I guess it's. So they get less this season. But overall, it's the same. Yeah, it's
0: basically just like the owners have been like, hey, we're not going to have fans this year. So we're going to lose money. So we need to fix that.
1: But at the same time, like, if I'm a player, wouldn't I be looking at this um, sort of like, well, a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush?
0: I mean, I guess. But like, if I'm a player, I'm looking at this and I would be like, We came to an agreement in June or
1: whatever. You all signed the memorandum of understanding. Yeah. So is the phrase I'm using to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about.
0: We all knew that there was a legit possibility that we weren't going to have fans this year. Or if we do, it's going to be like towards the end of the season. So to realize that now and then be like, hey, we need to change some stuff to benefit us. Yeah, I can understand why the players and the players' association is pretty pissed off about that. I mean, if you came up, if your boss came up to you and was like, "Hey, um, I know we agreed to pay you in certain amount of money, but what if uh, we pay you uh, less this year and push that money to next year? How would you feel?"
1: I don't know how much longer.
0: <laughs> I don't know how long
1: I'd be staying, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not in a position where I'm in a a position long term, so it's like. I get your point
0: yeah it's i don't know the whole thing is kind of weird
1: um i just the the thing that cracks me up the most is some of the owners that signed it were like well we didn't really look at what we were signing because gary bettman said this was a good plan really that's your argument you're going with
0: yeah, I mean these guys that are like super rich because they're good businessmen. All of a sudden, are like, yeah, we didn't know what we were signing. We were just told to yeah. sign the dotted line. Yeah, sure, I believe that one.
1: Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna make an argument, put some effort into it.
0: Yeah i I don't get it. There's um, there's a lot about uh, that I just don't get about a lot of things going on right now.
1: But from what I. Was here hearing this morning, they were looking at, um, I think it was Friedman went on a radio show and said that they were moving closer. Um, although if you ask Brian Burke, they might be heading more towards a, lo- a lockout. So I guess it depends on who you want to listen to. Um, I personally would trust Friedman, the Friedman. Um, but it sounds like they were, they're looking at a January 15th start, uh, two weeks of training camp. Uh, teams that didn't make the playoffs get a whole whopping two days extra.
0: That's really going to make up for the fact that they haven't played or seen each other really in like over nine months at that point. I think when the season starts, it would be 10 months since those teams played.
1: And the other thing I was going to mention was that um, we're looking at maybe 50-ish games from what it sounds like, 50-plus games, um, ending in June or July. And at that point, I'm wondering when... Uh, if that's going to run into the Olympics, which NBC has the rights to. Um, yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. Was that, like Things start getting really difficult with the Olympics at that point. Uh, Pierre LeBrun was saying that 52-game uh, and 56-game schedules were both on the table, with the players obviously preferring more games. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, I know a lot of people have pointed out like the 2012-2013 season, which I always just refer to as the 2013 season because there were no games played in 2012 that year. Uh, where you know where they the lockout shortened year where they just played 48 and they started around the sim a really similar time about mid-january or whatever so i could also see that and then
1: do you think the owners get more tv money if they play more games
0: i don't know i have no idea i mean i would assume so but i don't know how that's written yeah i don't really know how those agreements work
1: because I know, I know one of the, the concerns in soccer is, well, we need to get all of our games in. We're getting a shorter season. The teams want their money, but this is like really bad for the players' health because in soccer, you've got multiple competitions that you're playing in at the same time and you're playing games every three days. Um, yes,
0: yeah, so with the 2021 Olympics now, they begin on July 23rd. So, I feel like, yeah, if you start mid-January, mid-late January, you should be able to fit a season in by July 23rd. You might cut it a little close, but you should be able to do it.
1: As a side note, whoever um, is doing the marketing for the Olympics, they deserve a raise. Because the way they, they pivoted from 2020 and then came out immediately with a 2021 graphic that was really good and well done. It Cracks
0: me up that, like, yeah, sorry, but it cracks me up that there's a uh Mario and Sonic 2020 Olympics game because there's that means that there's a video oh, game no. for an Olympics
1: that didn't happen, didn't happen. That's amazing. How many more of these Mario and Sonics do we need to do? I don't know. Well, I mean,
0: they're in Japan, like, I was pretty yeah. much written for them.
1: Okay, fair enough. But so as as a Sharks fan, how do you feel about the two extra days?
0: Oh, I feel great. It's gonna it's gonna be what pushes the Sharks into the playoffs. Like I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> yeah i i just I just want hockey back. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching football. I cover college football for the student paper here at the University of Florida. Well, only for a little longer, but. I, I need I need hockey back in my life. Like the other night, I just decided to turn on uh, North Dakota versus Miami, Ohio, just to feel something again. <laughs> but you don't you don't have a rooting interest in that. No, but I'm mean, I'm also trying to just get into more of college hockey. Plus, uh, North Dakota has Jasper Weatherby, who's really not that good and isn't uh, really on the Sharks prospect, uh radar, but. Yeah. There's that.
1: You know, for some reason, when you sent the message that you um, had the ND game on, I thought you were saying that you had Notre Notre Dame on? I thought I said UND. Oh, did you?
0: I mean, I guess I would still be University of Notre Dame, but and they do have a hockey team. They do have a hockey
1: team. They have a good one, from what I understand. But I don't watch college hockey that much. So,
0: speaking of football schools... There was also a few rumors flying around that NHL teams or a couple or a few NHL teams might be playing in, like, football stadiums this year. Ooh. Because, hey, if you can't get fans in the arena, maybe you can if you're playing in a stadium, which is, you know,
1: open air and everything. Thoughts? I like it. Every home game is... The Winter Classic. I don't know how feasible this is, um, and from what we know um, from doing the Winter Classic, you know, every year, it sounds like it's not the best viewing experience going to an outdoor game. But you're there. I mean, you're not. You're not there. You're there for the experience, and watching the game itself is more difficult in a football stadium than it is. Um, in a hockey arena. Um, So maybe if we're doing it every game, fans eventually say, "Is is this really the best experience that I can have? Whereas if you're going to the Winter Classic, you're going to the Winter Classic, you're going there for an event. And it's a little bit of a different feeling versus if it was every home game.
0: I don't know. I mean, people, for the most part, really haven't been to a live sporting event in such a long time especially a hockey game. I feel like so many people would just be desperate to be like, heck yes, let's go watch a hockey game at Heinz Field or whatever.
1: Yeah, I get that. I'm just saying that if you've got season tickets, right, are you going to go to that outdoor hockey game, you know, in a 50-game season 25 times?
0: That's fair. I don't know how long they would do it. I don't know if they would do it the entire season. I don't know.
1: Or even a casual fan, How many of those... You know, if you just go, hey, I go to a hockey game every now and then. Let's go to this outdoor thing. Are you going to go once this season? Three times? Is that enough? Here's
0: an interesting one for you. Because uh, the Dallas Cowboys have fans at their games. Apparently, the Dallas Stars were one of the teams to answer yes to the league's uh, query of, which teams want to try to play outdoors. Oh boy. Could you imagine a hockey game in Cowboy stadium?
1: That just seems weird. In Jerry world. Yeah. Honestly, if there was, if there was an NFL owner to be on board with this, it'd be Jerry Jones because he has the money and the resources to just, we're going to do something cool with our stadium. We're going to put hockey in it. Yeah. I, I don't know seems interesting seems like an interesting idea well, and it's not but wait isn't Jerry world is indoors
0: Yes, but
1: so, it's also massive it is also massive, so you've got better hmm would they do the thing where they've got where they bring in like temporary bleachers right up to the glass?
0: I have no idea. I would imagine you'd probably want fans as far away from players as possible. So I'm going
1: to go with no. Okay. How about on the, not on the bench side, maybe like behind the net and um, on the penalty box side, I guess. Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm just trying to figure out if there was a way that we don't have fans like 50 yards away from the rink.
0: Yeah, but you might pretty much have to
1: do that. Hmm. The uh, the other um, thing that I thought was maybe more um, how do I logistically sound was do like temporary bubbles.
0: Yeah, but I'm just not really sure that players want to do that again unless they absolutely have to.
1: I mean, but you can't play a regular season the, normal, the way you normally would. You got to do something.
0: Well, I mean, the NFL and the MLB and sort of the MLS have basically done that. to yeah, but how is that out for the NFL? Varying degrees of success.
1: Well, I feel like there was an NFL game played on a Wednesday this year, Brendan. I
0: feel like the whole NFL thing
1: could have Wednesday. gone. Wednesday. It could
0: have gone a lot better. Wednesday. I, can I talk? Sure. I feel like that whole thing could have gone a lot better had the NFL actually like had a plan for when teams had an outbreak, because it just sort of seemed like the NFL was just like, "Yeah, we won't have an outbreak on a team. How would that happen?" And then it's happened to like almost every team or whatever at this point. And then like the NFL is doing like the the shocked Pikachu face. And it's like, come on, you had to know like, that was going to happen.
1: The NHL starts canceling games. How does Canada respond?
0: Not really sure.
1: The NHL starts canceling games. Do the owners go, actually, we're going to need more of your salary?
0: I, I don't know how that works. You got to stop asking these financial questions. I don't know <laughs> the answers.
1: I'm I'm just asking questions because I think you you gotta have I mean I understand the players probably don't want to do a bubble again but if you, you you can't you can't just schedule a bunch of games like you normally would maybe you do baseball scheduling and do mini bubbles or invite four teams to a hub city for a couple weeks or something like that
0: yeah but then you have to do, like rent out hotels and everything and. When you're already losing money, spending more money doesn't really make a whole lot of sense.
1: All right, what's your plan?
0: I don't really know what my plan is. I think the NHL is just kind of hoping, all right, don't go out, do anything stupid. Test a lot, but you know, test negative. And if yeah, there is an outbreak, out. if there is an outbreak, don't cancel games, just postpone them.
1: And I guess that would, be, that would be the thing. I know the NHL is up against the time crunch with the Olympics, but do you th- is there any possible way that they could have like a, a buffer period at the end of the season like the NFL should have had? The NFL should have had maybe two or three weeks at the end to replace all these postponed canceled games. Like, Is that possible for the NHL to do? or are they trying to play so many games in such a short time before the olympics start that that's not a possible option like
0: i don't know i think if you start a season in january you should be able to finish it by like the end of june
1: oh you absolutely should be able to but like you said we, we're trying to post if we're trying to you know if we're anticipating games getting postponed is there time at the end to put all these postponed games
0: I feel like there is. I mean, I think you might also end up in some sticky situations where a team is playing, like, three games in four days a lot. But I think they can make it work. The travel is going to be the hard part. Yes. Especially, like, you know, especially if you have someone test negative and they all fly together, then the next day they're positive. And it's just like, okay, well, what now? yeah also it's gonna be difficult this year because i don't don't know what the status of the ahl is like are they gonna let rosters be bigger are they you know Hmm. i think that would be my thing is are they gonna make rosters bigger are they playing right but like are they gonna make rosters bigger in case you have an outbreak in case you have cases where i don't have
1: a practice squad
0: yeah, I don't, not, know what, I don't know what the cap implications of that are, but...
1: Why, why not have a practice squad? You trade it like... I mean, you, you'd use the cap the same way you, you would for the AHL, I think.
0: Well, yeah, but like if you have... The cap's already tight, right? So if you have your 23-man team that's already under the cap, you know, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room after that.
1: Hmm. All right, but what if you say, hey, we're going to put you on the practice squad, which is the same as sending them down to the EHL for cap reasons?
0: I suppose. Like, I guess that could work. I guess you could have, like, a squad of players that are not counting against the cap as they're on the roster, maybe. But then there would have to be a whole lot of rules on that because you can't just have, like, the Canucks or whatever be like, hey, we're going to put Louis Erickson on the, on the practice
1: squad, you know? Well, but I heard he might be going down to the AHL at some point. Yeah,
0: you? I guess if you just treat like you're being sent down to the AHL and waivers and all that, I guess it'd be fine.
1: What if they they have to go to Allentown, check in, and then join join the main squad? It would be like <laughs> it almost sounds it like a, just... that.
0: That almost sounds like The Amazing Race at that point. It's like all right, travel to uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, try to get there before game time.
1: I guess that would defeat the purpose of having the practice squad, but it'd be fun.
0: So I don't know what would be, I don't know where I'm going with that. What else, (laughs) what what else do you have?
1: I thought you had a thought and you were just trying to figure out what. No, I don't,
0: I don't have a thought.
1: So uh, Mr. Non-bubble playoff team guy. I know you're frustrated with the two days. We already went over that. Do you think having like an extra week, do you think that would make a significant difference for the Sharks? Or are they not going to be competitive anyway? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, there is a lot of that happening where it's like, well, maybe those teams aren't going to be as good, or maybe the teams are going to suck, not because they didn't have as much, you know, like the the layover time between the last time they played and and now has been so long. Chances are those teams are going to suck just because they're bad.
1: Right, I was thinking about the the teams that weren't invited to the bubble last year, and I'm like, okay, so maybe they're not going to get the extra week of training camp that they wanted, but for how many of these teams is it going to make a difference? Right, like the Devils, the Kings. Well, no, probably not the Kings. Um. Drawing blanks here, the senators. that's not going to help the senators. <laughs> like, there's no no amount of
0: time is going to make the senators a, a playoff caliber team,
1: right? And I guess this is this is my point. Maybe maybe it's not a big deal that they because these are just these are just bad teams. The Arizona, yeah, Arizona made it to the bubble.
0: Well, let's 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 not pretend like you know, the Jets going to the bubble and playing four games in August and then not playing with each other again until January is going to be, like, that much of a competitive
1: advantage. Okay, so maybe the teams that were knocked out after those three games, maybe they get the extra two days as well?
0: No, I'm just saying that... I'm just saying I'm not really sure how much of a competitive advantage there is between like the teams that were briefly in the bubble versus the mm. teams that haven't played since
1: March. Right, so I guess if you want to make that argument, you could say that those teams that were knocked out should get the same um, advantage as the teams that didn't make it. I don't know. I mean, I don't really... Because I think those teams are more likely to challenge for an actual playoff spot. Like, that, those two days could make a difference for those teams.
0: Yeah, but then you also have... If those teams are challenging for the playoff spots, that means they have an advantage over the teams that had playoff spots last year, and that doesn't make any sense either.
1: Well, but those those teams had, like, a lot longer. They had, like, an extra two or three weeks. To, well, I guess at that point, two or three weeks. Yeah,
0: exactly. At that point, you might as well just let everyone start at the same time.
1: Because it has been
0: three months?
1: Three months since the finals? It's that been sounds weird. It's that can't been be
0: right. Well it ended in late September.
1: Oh, and if they're starting in January. Right. That has been three months. Well.
0: Yeah, three months. It's
1: but weird. that's
0: like the length of a typical off season at that point.
1: Yeah. But still
0: feels weird
1: because it's December right now.
0: Oh yeah. Like I keep seeing like you know, the other day, I, I kept seeing posts about how it was the 15th anniversary of Joe Thorne gang trade, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was like, you know, beginning of the season-ish. And like the Sharks had lost 10 games in a row at that point. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, normally, we're playing hockey at this point. Rip. I mean, I'm having the same thoughts with like college football because, you know, like last weekend was but it's usually rivalry week here in the U S for college teams, you know, like that Saturday after Thanksgiving is usually when you have all the big rivalry games, especially like all the, the big non-conference ones like Florida, Florida state every year is played the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So for Florida to still be an sec play and not play Florida state on, th- on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, because the sec isn't playing any out of conference games this year, that felt weird too. Everything about sports feels weird this year. NFL football on a Wednesday? Sure, why not?
1: (laughs) And not only was it NFL football on a Wednesday, it was a Wednesday six days after they were scheduled to play. So they were already scheduled to play on Thanksgiving. And then you had to wait almost a full week to play that game. And it was going to be the only good game played on Thanksgiving.
0: What, you're telling... Tell me... That that Cowboys fake punt wasn't the greatest thing you've seen in a while,
1: but also that was great because it was also bad. So listen, I think you're proving my point.
0: Listen, the NFC East is in the so bad it's good
1: territory. The fact that that game had playoff implications—you know—we're no longer talking about hockey at this point. We need to get. <laughs> what if we turn this into a Blue Bombers podcast? I don't know. My
0: favorite CFL highlight is still, I think it was like a Montreal-Toronto game where like, okay, I think if you miss a field goal out of the back of the end zone, it's like worth a point. And so like, a, one, I think it was Montreal was like down a point or whatever. And so they missed the field goal and then like Toronto caught it and then like tried it. They had to kick it out because I think if you also get tackled in the end zone with it, it's like a point or something. I don't know. Canadian football is weird. Basically they just kept like kicking it out of the end zone and back into the end zone. And I think Montreal covered it for a game-winning touchdown or something. It's maybe one of the stupidest things I've seen in sports. You should give it a look sometime.
1: And that's all the time we have um, on for, today's episode of the Grit Per 60 podcast. At least about Canadian football. <laughs> we need
0: some movement on the, on the CBA front and scheduling and all that because clearly we're running out of material.
1: Hey, Nolan Patrick is healthy, so okay.
0: But hear me out, yeah. Really trying to figure out how some of these Southern teams figure out this whole outdoor game thing because the Kings were one of the teams that were like, "Hey, let's try to do this." And I'm like, "I know you've played a Winter Classic game there before. I know you." We you've have played... the
1: technology.
0: I know you've played. An outdoor game in San Jose, or I guess it was Santa Clara.
1: But is it logistically feasible? Probably not. But we have the technology.
0: I don't know that whole thing. I don't know outdoor games in like California are still weird to me.
1: Do you, how do you, how do you think the players feel about doing outdoor games for home games?
0: I mean, I would imagine they. I would imagine players are down for anything that involves them playing hockey,
1: but also. Like, can you imagine the ice quality for the home games that we're talking about here in like California or in Tampa? Or,
0: well, I saw that the Panthers are open to hosting an outdoor game too, so I can't imagine that the difference will be that much.
1: i but like, you're totally missing the point. Any one of these southern climates where we don't actually get a winter,
0: no, I was just making a joke about the Panthers and ice, but
1: oh. Well, I mean, but the Panthers aren't really going to miss any fan revenue.
0: Well, that's true, except for like the, <laughs> handful, of, the, the, the handful of times a year where you the, know all the, the snowbirds come down for the like the, Rangers. Or the Flyers
1: or Rangers. Yeah, Islanders. Islanders fans don't exist.
0: They've got like their own little island, and they, they don't said, exist. Hear me out, though. I need the Lightning to host an outdoor game, and just for just for the pirate ship.
1: I <laughs> I, need, Jay, I, I think Ray J would do it.
0: I need the cannons for the
1: Lightning. <laughs> Can you imagine when if the Lightning hosted the uh, Blue Jackets and the Lightning they, they sent off the cannons? <laughs> could you imagine
0: if? The, scores, <laughs> boom. Could you imagine if the Blue Jackets brought their cannon too?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but if it's if it's like the buccaneers where the buccaneers when the buccaneers enter the run zone is that's that's another time that they fire the cannons. If okay, the lightning win of an offensive zone face off anytime see lightning enter the offensive zone boom no they're uh, and then to counter that the blue jackets when they <laughs> dude you would have
0: to just make it like power plays or something <laughs> Or just just limit it to goals.
1: Non stop cannons. It's, it's the Blue Jackets trying to outdo the lightning cannons and the lightning oh then they'd have to try to fly, like wheel in some Tesla coils or something. Like instead of being hung from the rafters, it would be like on the field, wheeled in on a cart. Yeah, exactly. We're I'm on just... to something here. <laughs> I need to this, see it happen. I would go to that game if there are Tesla coils and cannons. At a hockey game.
0: Apparently, uh, Pierre Lebrun was told that Tampa Bay said no to hosting an outdoor game. What? But, I mean, look, fine. Ray fine. J would
1: want to have all the revenue from the, like, the concessions and stuff. Well,
0: they're also hosting a Super Bowl. So there's well, kind of enough going on there.
1: I mean, but you could schedule around the Super Bowl.
0: Or after the Super Bowl.
1: So the Lightning do all of their away games and then all of their home games?
0: Well, I imagine that these teams aren't going to hang out in you know, NFL stadiums for multiple games or like a lot of games. I imagine they'll only do it a few times. But teams have to get creative with revenue. But when things are normal, I need an outdoor game between the Lightning and the Blue Jackets at Ray J.
1: Oh, and everybody brings their cannons. And
0: and if that happens, why. we need to be credited for, for all the cannon.
1: Yes. That. Emily Vinnick. That's the name of the lightning owner, I think, right? Yep. Jeffrey Vinnick. Sounds like a good guy. Sounds like a reasonable guy. Make this happen. Because I know you can do it. If there's any anybody in this game that can make that happen, it's Jeffrey Vinnick, I think.
0: Oh, plus, here's a fun little side note that we can do. Did you see who has become uh, the latest part of the ownership of Winnipeg's ECHL team, a.k.a. the Jacksonville Icemen?
1: Oh, I did see this. Who was on that list?
0: Read off the list because I'm going to... So Tim Tebow was on there. Tim Tebow, yes. He joined the ownership group of the ECHL's Jacksonville Icemen along with Jaguars linebacker, Miles Jack, and former Jaguars defensive end, Reggie Hayward.
1: Amazing. For our Canadian listeners, Tim Tebow is a football player that played
0: college. I think most people know who Tim Tebow is. I would imagine. He's basically football Jesus.
1: Yeah, and he's from the area. He's from North Florida. Um,
0: he went to Nice, so that's like...
1: Nobody knows who nieces is, other than us. No,
0: but I was gonna say it's like south of Duval County, so it's like south of southern, south of Jacksonville,
1: between Jacksonville and Saint Augustine, if that yeah. means anything. North Florida. Um, so yeah, people around Jacksonville kind of kind of like Tim Tebow, um, and now they're gonna like
0: him even more. It just seems like a weird time though to like buy into an ECHL team.
1: We need to get media availability at an Iceman game to see if we can interview Tim Tebow for the podcast because the Icemen are affiliated with the Winnipeg Jets yeah that's the whole reason why I brought this up Tim Tebow if you are listening to this podcast we would like to interview you about your role with the uh the Jacksonville Iceman and the Winnipeg Jets hockey organization how did he get into hockey I have no idea
0: Oh, wait. He said in a statement, I simply love Jacksonville. I am excited to be a part of this new endeavor with the Iceman. Duval. Apparently, uh, that will also expand the Iceman's involvement with the Tim Tebow Foundation and other community oh. initiatives.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, There you go. That is, that is, I could hear him say, I simply love Jacksonville. Like, that, I can hear that in his voice.
0: Yeah, well, I could listen to Tim, Te- Tim Tebow talk all day. There's a reason why he's on television. Well,
1: he's very charismatic.
0: You got anything else on your mind?
1: I do not, other than Duval. All
0: right, well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Jets Cripper 60 podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at with per 60 pod you can follow me on twitter at beef 727 and you can follow tc on twitter at tc underscore 904 Uh, but thank you for listening and have a good one hello and welcome My name is Brad Lieb. I am a former professional hockey player, and this is the Life After Hockey podcast. This is the place where I'll be interviewing former players and exploring their life after hockey journeys, including their successes, challenges, and the causes that they are passionate about. So please, Join me on the Hockey Podcast Network every Saturday for new episodes and follow me on Twitter at Brad M. Lieb, for all my podcast updates. And until then,
1: keep going and enjoy your life.